ladies and gentlemen, an emergency broadcast of the Bun and Cardigan show. James, it's an emergency. Uh, hide, hide, hide your kids, hide your wife, because the Detroit Pistons, the Motor City, is officially back on the map. This goes without say. Uh, the most excited, I think, Pistons fans. When was the last time that Pistons fans were this excited? Was it 2004? This excited? James is thinking. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. I, they were – it's such a – it's such – it's an apples to oranges comparison. But everybody – it was – Pistons Twitter was pretty hype when Blake, the Philly game, and OT, and they won. Sure. But I would say this doesn't – that that's an apples to oranges comparison. Sure. I think the 04 thing is a little bit more comparative only because Cade is the precursor to what 04 was, right? This is now officially the back to work squad. So ESPN Ooh. throws out that ESPN throws out that graphic of, you know, it, uh, Killian, Sadiq, Cade, Jeremy, Isaiah. And, you know, we've kind of seen some things like that. People were editing, uh, you know, they were doing jersey swaps of Jalen and Killian and Sadiq and Mobley. But this felt so weird to me and so surreal that ESPN was like they tweeted this is a thing Cade Cunningham is coming to Detroit he's yours the Motor City is back pump the this brakes was, this but was we'll no, no 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 we'll no, no, no nothing nothing that I am about to say or have already said doesn't track with things that I have been saying for the last few months in regards to Cade coming to Detroit. You know what I said in the last episode? Something to the effect of, you know why I think we might get the number one pick? Because I'm kind of hot right now. I'm you on did a say that. I think you said it last pod. And then in the, in the last show, I also said, uh, you know what worries me about bringing Frank or Hamadou back is Cade Cunningham basically gets a mid-level. Cade Cunningham is going to be expensive. Yeah. And the... But listen, we're not worried about that right yeah, now. Yeah, I can't matter. believe you, you brought up. I can't believe you brought up Frank and Hamadou less than three minutes into the Pistons. Our <laughs> podcast about the Pistons being the number one pick. That, it, we're on brand. Bye, Corey Joseph. I, I, you know what? I was on board with it. I got no use for you now. I'm good. Thanks. We'll take the money instead. We need Kate Cunningham. Can I interest you in uh, Quentin Grimes in the second round? What we're not doing? We're not doing second round picks. Listen, <laughs> my question. We talked before the pod. Like we do a lot of joking around on Twitter. We yeah. texted, and I, I, I said, all seriousness, I think they're going to get the number one pick, and I felt it for a long time. Yeah. And I just haven't said it. Part of it is they didn't tank. They were competitive. Um, there has just been a good aura around the organization this past year. It's mm -hmm. been since 1970. Um. The team just needed a break. Ben Wallace doing it. It just felt like it was going to happen, and it did. It, yeah. And it got to six. I was waiting to see the Pistons card. Nope. Got to five. I'm like, oh, here it comes. Nope. They take a commercial break. I'm like, oh, the Pistons got a number four pick. That's 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 perfect. Yeah. Every, yeah. I'll be able to I'll be able to have content for a month, and the fans will be happy. Four. Nope. Three. Nope. I'm like, oh, okay, well, they, got, they got two. It stayed. It stayed. Okay, no. so the whole time you didn't believe. So there wasn't a point. So like, okay, how do I? I don't know how to phrase this. So let me just say it, and then you'll be able. Once to they see. got, in the, once they weren't, once I knew they were in the top four, I was like, they're gonna. Get, they got the number one pick. Right. So for me, it was because I had been very strong on the. It's probably gonna be fifth, and then once they got past that, I was like, okay, I'm gonna be honest. After Mark Tatum pulled the envelope. And uh, who was it? Toronto got fourth. I knew. 
Like in my heart, I knew there was no way we weren't first at that point. Yeah. And just to the just to what you were saying, yeah, we you and I were texting all day and like we were agreeing like what I said to you, it was like this pocket of time every hour on the hour that this wave of oh my gosh, it's actually going to happen would rush over me. And I was getting super emotional just even thinking about the possibility. But it felt just sort of like it well, every NBA team, every NBA fan is probably going through the same thing right now. But it felt very real. And I, I'm still just Cade Cunningham. It sounds like I'm doing a bit. I'm not. Folks, this is real. Cade Cunningham is on your basketball team. I'd, we got, I guess this is how we're going to spend the pod. I, I don't know that that's going to happen. If I had to bet money on it, yes. Yeah, I saw what Sam Vecini said. And James said. I didn't see it. Oh, well, you were just quoting Troy, were you not? No, James also put in his story that I've... Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't read that yet. Okay. I've heard Jalen Green is in very strong consideration, and Mobley too, but I think Green leads the pack. Um, Listen, when you, what I was hoping for when they got the number one pick... I don't knowing Troy the little bit that I do. I thought there was a world in which he would get on there and say what he was going to do, what it, what or strongly infer what was going to happen. He's not a guy that I, that bullshits. Like what you heard, I aside from like what I've heard from other people, it tracks with what he said publicly. Um, they're going to look at five guys. I think they're really, really going to look at three guys. And there is a world in which you look, you're look you looking at a Markel Fultz situation. Where the, whoa, 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 whoa. No, no, not, not his career. No, I, I know exactly what you're saying. Go, I'm sorry, keep going. I just don't think it's a lock that Cade is going to be number one. What I think is interesting, what Cade is doing, is giving off the perception. Listen, we've all said Cade is number one. Because you talk to people who say, yeah, I think it's, we're, today's NBA is 6'8 playmaker. This is the guy that's number one. But if you talk to people, it's like I, I would pick him number one, but it's closer than, than people think. The reason that the public thinks Kate is no-brainer number one is because everybody has him number one on their mock. But when you talk to those people and you talk to scouts, it's like I would probably take him number one, but it's closer than people think. Um and what Cade is doing, and I think it's fantastic, the fact that he came out and said he's only talking to one team, and it's a yeah. team that gets the number one pick, so he's only talking to the Pistons. He's giving out the perception he's the number one pick. It's very smart. Um, I'm just saying there is a world in which Cade Cunningham is not on your basketball team. I would bet money that he is, but I, I wouldn't bet a lot. Okay, so I thought it would be impossible for anybody to kill my vibe. I'm going to be honest. I thought that I was going to be impenetrable today. But you love Mobley. You love Green. I, Dude, I loved them at two and three. I don't give a damn if they're on the board at one because Cade... Co- what if you trade I back to two or three? Dumb. I don't know you get other how first. to... Dumb. And you get Colin I Sexton. Don't, dumb. No, I don't want to pay <laughs> Colin Sexton. You. I don't want I don't want to pay him. I, I don't want to pay him. I know I'm trolling you. I, I know that there are a lot of people listening to this right now who are like, what is going on? So I'm going to try to be the voice of reason, even though I'm in a very... Go check out my story on The Athletic. It's up now. I dove into uh, what's next for the Pistons after getting the number one pick. 
Okay, I'm going to have to maybe even read that while we're recording this because I haven't had a chance to yet. Been a, it's been a whirlwind of a night. Uh, let me just throw this out there as I try to gather myself. I know it may be difficult, you know, just mere hours after the fact to accurately assign probability to something like this. But you said that if you had to bet money, you would put it on Kate Cunningham comes to Detroit. So yeah. if you had to put, like, is it like a 70-30, Cade, yes, and then the 30 is just somebody else? Where would you put, what's your barometer for that, that sort of a thing? 60-40. Oh, my God. Oh, that's so not what I wanted to hear. That's like 30% the wrong way. I'm telling you, I think Jalen Green is the guy who is going to rise the most you're going to hear his name the most because that is the guy that talent ev- evaluators just watched a 19-year-old put up very, very good numbers against grown men. He's athletic. Kate Cunningham. He can shoot. I've told you, I've said on the pod, I've written it, there are a lot of people that believe that's a, a long-time 20-point score in the NBA. Cade Cunningham. I would take Cade, a- but I understand. I understand looking hard at Jalen Green. Cade took a, a team – of towel boys to the NCAA tournament in America's third or fourth toughest conference. So did Travis Trice. Travis Trice was not the guy on, well, I guess he kind of was. Also, we went to the final four that year. Cause we just had Brandon Dawson was great for that team. Yep. Uh, I have to go down the list. Don't remember who's on the roster. I'm, I'm Brandon Wood's still there. Joking. Don't think he was. Uh, this is wow. I thought this was going to be a party. It is a um, party. You no, have the not. number one pick. You control the board. You you have a chance. Hey, Sam Presti, how many of those 20 picks do you want to give up? I know what's going on right now. I know what's happening. I don't know if I should I don't know if I should show your hand though. Say it. You want me to you say it? You think I'm creating content? I think that you are doing your thing where in the back of your head, you know I figured you out. You are doing the thing where in the back of your head you're like, you know, and I totally get it. For the next five, six weeks, it would have been a lot easier to be speculative, partner up with uh, you know some other guys around the athletic, do some fun little back-and-forth trade pieces. But instead, you get Cade, and you're like, I, I'm, I'm shot, kaput, don't know what to do. So now you're, you're – James, you are someone who has a very strong predilection for stirring shit up. People don't know this about you. So what I think is happening right now – is you are saying this because of the narrative. You are a master at creating narratives, and that is what you are doing. Thoughts? I appreciate that. Um, I will say this. As a professional journalist who takes his job seriously, I would not have reported what I reported if I didn't believe it. I don't think you're right, because I can see why how the, that may have come off as disrespectful. No, it wasn't I don't disrespectful, think you would, no. I see what you're saying. I don't think you would. I don't think you would report anything that you didn't. And I'm not the hear. only one that's reported that. That's of great authority, right? Like I just, like I mentioned, Sam Vicini said it, and I rolled my eyes at it. It was I was actually going to mention and be like, man, Vicini and Hollinger both in one day. Like I'm just getting mad at all James Boyd. <laughs> uh, but now, the Vicini thing, at least there's some validity there. I, I don't think there's much credence to Scotty Barnes being at three. I just want to ask you Hollinger. this: You've followed my work closely the last month and a half since draft season. Who have I had consistently at number two? You have been so the 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 way that this has been for for maybe people who aren't active on Pistons Twitter, uh, me and Lazarus Jackson have been the 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 at the, the conductors of the Mobley train, 
And then James has swooped in and sort of made the same points just about Jalen Green. And that's not a slight. I'm just saying, like, you are as – your feelings are as strong for Jalen Green as ours were for Mobley. So it it's, definitely does The feelings track. are strong, but there's also – there's a root to where – like, I'm not just – Yes, I'm, I, My job is to try to properly forecast what could happen. There's a reason when I do big boards and scenarios that Jalen Green yep. is high on there. I think, and I've said this before, even though Mobley was the player I wanted more, I would sort of bow down to the ideology that Jalen Green was the better fit because I I also believed that because Detroit needed a scoring guard, and that's what Jalen Green obviously is. So I don't think that that's wrong at all. So that's why anytime that you would do your Green thing in place of my Mobley thing, I, I never disagree with you. I was never mad about it because – I went into this these last few weeks. All I've said is if you get top three, it's free. It doesn't matter who you get because you're going to be the, – the rebuild is on the Hyperloop, okay? Troy Weaver and the Detroit Pistons, Dwayne Casey. We just executed one of the greatest rebuilding seasons in the history of basketball, okay? It all culminated to this day, this night. We've been waiting for it, and we actually got what we wanted. We got the first pick. And now the fact that there's uncertainty – uh really just puts a damper on my whole day. Do you where's your trust level for Troy? You what do you want? Like a scale one to hundred? One to ten. One to ten? Uh nine point one. I think one thing we've learned about Troy Don't say unpredictable about Troy in this year. No, it's not I wouldn't say unpredictable. He's a guy that doesn't follow the pack. Would you agree with that? I'll have to keep talking. I'll think about that. He drafted Isaiah Stewart, who everybody thought was a traditional center. I thought Precious Achua was the pick there, and I was obviously wrong. So, yeah. He... Sadiq Bey was free. That wasn't really a contrarian pick. But, I mean, I think just historically, if you even look at OKC, he's a guy that's not afraid to stray off the, the beaten path. Mitch McGarry. He drafted Mitch yeah. McGarry. <laughs> um, <laughs> I've actually asked him about Mitch McGarry. I don't know if I can. Sh- <laughs> he loves he loves Mitch McGarry. Um, I guess that's all I'll reveal. Um, okay. I'm just saying, when you hear GM speak after stuff like this, you kind of take it with a grain of salt. You just think they're just being. S- GM speak. GM speak. I don't like to me. Troy's not a bullshitter. When he says he, when he comes out and says they're turning every stone, I think so. When he comes out and says that there's, there's a couple guys they're going to really look at and they're in consideration. I believe him. And again, like I said, it tracks with what I've heard. Yeah. Um. I think Kate ends up being the pick. I wouldn't bet more. I wouldn't bet more than twenty bucks. Wow. Okay. Um. Let's talk about happy things. We'll do this on a different day because this is uh, – you were at the Performance Center. I was. First time since March of last year. Yeah. How was it to just be around people, and what was your favorite part of the whole experience and getting to watch that with all those guys and girls? Well, I've been – yeah, I mean, we've been around each other at games. Um, this was the first time without masks for all of us. We got tested at 6, waited until we got our results, and then we went in. Um yeah, it was cool to be with everybody. It was good to be back in the PPC. Um, 
they were having like a a party in the room next to us and then next to the media room so you could hear people screaming every time that the picks counted down and detroit still wasn't named um yeah. number one you just heard an eruption um yeah i mean listen i know some people on here say i'm uh i have no soul when it comes to the pistons <laughs> you're a realist that's my job. I'm not. I didn't grow up a Pistons fan. I grew up close to the organization because I'm from Michigan and my family was big Pistons fans. As I've said on here, people again might not believe me. I grew up a Clippers fan. I can go sh- take photos of my Sean Livingston jersey and autographed have, rookie brother, cards. You have and all no that. reason to lie yeah. about being a Clippers. Well, people fan, think I lie because I'm a journalist and capital J journalist, and you can't be a. Fan. It's, I'm, ne- I'm. Oh sure. I'm. I grew up a Clippers fan. Um. It. I. I. Tr- this the cool thing was to see the people of the city have something to hold to to believe in um this is a great city great sports town that's been absolutely abysmal for a long time and that was the coolest part was to see everybody excited and um just have something to have hope in um the worst part the TV coverage, like let's just get these picks. Oh. I didn't need to. T- I didn't need Evan. Gosh. I didn't need to hear from Evan Mobley twice in ten minutes. No. Um. I didn't need to hear from Davion Mitchell. I didn't need. Who else did we hear from? Uh. Well, Jay Billis putting he put Davion Mitchell in his. He put him at five on his big board, and I was yeah. like, okay. So next. Yeah. It was just the the whole spectacle. Um. Mark Tatum looked good though. Hey, how was the spread? Pizza. We had pizza. It was good. Hmm. Um, nice. Not buddies, I assume. I assume it wasn't buddies. No, it was some place in Eastern Market. I don't it was my first time. It was fine. It's free pizza, I'm not complaining. I forgot you hate buddies. Yeah, buddies is trash. Um such a that is such a terrible take. No, it's bad. All time bad take. It's bad. It's worse than uh what's that place? It's worse than Giordano's. Uh okay. We're gonna keep this. It's about the pistons. It's a happy day, Kate Cunningham. <laughs> literally the worst take of um, life. Yeah, man. <laughs> I, I I'm happy for the fans. Um they deserve – I don't like using the word deserve. Um, long time coming. Long time coming. Earned it. How about that? I don't know about earned it either. Hey, if I got to see Cade in those chrome uniforms, I'm going to snap. I hope they don't bring those back. Golly. They, I, 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 I don't remember so why. I was, I was talking to my brother about this. We feel like we, – we remember like there was something about how that, that's done, like this was the last season of those. I think but I don't they remember. are. Okay, that would be great. Um, I know they have what, what, something. I don't know if it's new, but they have a different jersey. I think this year. Don't quote me on that. I think so. Well, they will definitely have at least one. Their city editions will be different. What is your? I mean, if it's listen, if it's not Cade, I'm I. I like Jalen Green a lot, and I I loved Jalen Green at two, and I loved Jalen Green at three, and I think that there was a world where even if you pick four, he could have fallen there, depending on who's in front of you. Yeah. This is my thing. I have a, in regards to the trade situation. As I said before, I think the public was under the, um, not under the influence, under the impression, impression? under the impression that because everybody has K number one, that it was a no-brainer. I think there's a world in which there are a lot of executives, um, who, like I said, would have K number one. But there's not a significant drop-off to the point that I wonder what the Pistons' return would be in a trade. 
Like, do you get, could you move back to two or three and get two future firsts? Would you do that? If you could move back to two or three and get, no. and, get and get two future firsts? No. You don't trust Jalen Green or Evan Mobley being Cade Cunningham. That's what it comes down to. Well, I guess you're trading, the teams you're trading with are also in the bottom or however you look at the top of the lottery, so they're probably going to be bad. So I guess those first would probably, no, because they're going to be protected. They're no, gonna be they're stupid. not. They're going to, no? Not for the number one overall pick, no. I guess that's a good point. Um, What do I want from? One of them may be. Tor- two of them won't. Toronto, Cleveland, Houston, Detroit. What do I want from Houston? Uh, Nothing. What do I want from Cleveland? Uh, Isaac Okoro, but not for the number one pick. What do I want from Toronto? But you're just thinking at what's on the – like, do you trust Cleveland with K to turn things around? That could be another lottery yeah. – that could be two more years of lottery picks. Garland – and because they're gonna, something's gonna happen with Sexton, so it's just Garland and Cade. Uh, I think what really hurt, or not hurt, but what have made things interesting is if OKC would have snuck into the top four. Yes, I agree with that. Now they're at six. Yeah, weird. Unless there's a way to finagle, unless there's a way OKC can can jump, can find a way to get to two or three, and then trade that pick and a bunch of others to Detroit. I don't really just the way the draft played out. I think it's gonna be tough. Well, I don't think because I don't think we should do this revisionist thing. Markel Fultz was far and away the the consensus pick. The only one who really had the foresight to see it that he wasn't was Danny Ainge, and that's why he traded back and ended up just taking Jason Tatum, who ended up being the best player in the draft. So it's not like the whole Markel Fultz situation. It's not like there were that many qu- like Markel Fultz was a straight up shooter. He was a straight up scorer at Washington. Mm-hmm. So the the you know people were like like remember Lonzo was two, and people were like, well, should Lonzo be number one? And he's like, no, he's just objectively worse. Then Markel Fultz, also Lonzo and the Lakers, that whole thing. Um, no, I just I, – I am really – this has really thrown me off. I don't know if I'm going to sleep tonight. I'm just saying Folks, and this isn't James manifesting storylines to create content for a month. <laughs> I'm just saying I don't think it's set in stone that Cade Cunningham is the number one pick. And if he is the number one pick, I don't think it's set in stone that Detroit made that pick for itself. That's all I'm saying. What does that mean? Like they make the pick, but then they end up trading it. Is what I'm saying. Oh, like Luca and the Hawks and yeah. the Mavs and Trey Young and all that nonsense. Yeah. Uh, well, why would you? You don't have to do that. You pick one. No, it's not like some team is like racing because like, oh, we don't want someone to take Cade. Well, I, no, like no, no I'm saying them. you you take Cade, and then maybe somebody comes around a week or two later. Oh, give him the old Andrew Wiggins. The old Andrew yeah, Wiggins special. Know. That's what like for Kevin Love. My hunch is Cade is the number one pick. I'm just saying I don't think it's as, it's as, I tr- I again aside from what I've heard, personally that I've reported, I don't think I don't Troy I don't think Troy's a bolster like what he said on the post game or not post game the post lottery. It, I, I, I I I believe him, he's. He's not a. He's the one that told us nobody's untouchable. He's the one that said there's there like he's, he's the guy that said Atlanta can't restore. Like this isn't a guy that just says shit to say shit. Yeah. Um. I. I. I'm. Now I don't want this pick. Can we do this again? I can't believe <laughs> I've been convinced that I don't want this pick anymore. Why did I think the one thing? That I was so excited That's about. That's why I wanted I – wa- I personally wanted two. 
this is the one thing where it's like if you pick two, okay, then we just have for the next five, six weeks this Jalen Green or Evan Mobley dialogue. Would it get super tiresome after three? Yes. Like three weeks, I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, anywhere you pick, you're going to have conversations. I was one of the, the sneaky benefits of having the first pick. You don't have to talk about it at all. We know what's going to happen. And now we don't. I think we do. I'm just saying I don't I, I, I wouldn't come on this podcast definitively saying Cade Cunningham is on your basketball team. Wish he would have lied to me. Wish we did this next week. This wouldn't be the B and C without <laughs> without the dueling, without duality. Yeah, well, that's true. Uh, I, you know, here's why I believe you a little too much, okay? I know that you're very tired. You've had a very long day, very long few hours. Mm-hmm. These last, like, six hours for you, woo, exhausted. Hey, you, you, how far do you live from the performance center? You don't, you must not live far. No, not at all. That must be, I also, that must be really I also, um, but I also don't have a car right now. As you know. Yes. Okay. Uh, I don't remember where I was going with that. Uh, what was I just saying? What was I just saying? What was I just saying? Um, That's annoying. Uh, this is why I believe you too much or something like that. Oh, you're very tired, but there's, there's a lot of seriousness. I know people can only hear your voice right now, and it is very monotone and tired. Isn't but it there's usually like a, monotone, though? No, sometimes there's a little pep. There's a little, okay. you know, there's a little, little yeah, flair it's more, what it's, you say. It's my tired voice. You, this is what I sound like when I'm tired sure. at night and when I wake up in the morning. You have a very stern look, and this whole time, it just feels like you have no time for nonsense. No, and I want everybody to celebrate. <laughs> it doesn't. It doesn't quite sound because it doesn't sound like we have much to celebrate right now. It sounds like we should be. You have the, books. the number one pick in the twenty twenty one NBA draft. That alone is a tremendous asset to have. That is the Un- reason to celebrate. Uncertainty looming. There is a world in which that gets you, Damian Lillard. Uh, all right. I'm just right. saying. I'm just saying. That's why you should celebrate. That is a, that is one of the best assets in the NBA right now. I really enjoy. Again, I really enjoyed the prospect. Do of you just remember what this team's best asset was three years ago? Three years ago. I'm uh, sorry. Two years ago. Blake Griffin. Even just a year ago. Oh, a year ago, Derrick Rose probably. <laughs> you know what I'm talking probably about, Derrick man. Rose. This is. Now they have. Two all rookies, the highest rated, the the highest rookie in last year's draft might have the most upside of that crew. Now they have the number one pick in the twenty twenty one NBA draft. Like, be happy, be excited. I'm just saying it is. I don't. It is not set in stone that Kate is the number one pick. Did you see my video, James? I know you tremendous. did because I texted it to tremendous. you. I texted you back. Yeah, I know. You know how many eggs I very clearly put in the Cade Cunningham As basket inside have. of that video. As you should have. I, this is why we do that. This is why people come to the athletic, and this is why people come to this podcast. God, stop knowing people. Stop finding things out, That's... and stop telling them to me. I don't want to know these things. I would rather just super mindlessly go through these next six weeks. Da, 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 da. I'm not even. I'm like not pressed for draft day at all because I'm like it's Cade. Who cares? We'll get there when we get there. The lottery is of course different. If we pick anywhere else in this draft, it's different. Cade? Nah, I know for a fact he'll be here eventually. And now it's like, you might be stuck with Jalen Green. That's not bad. Again, that's not a bad thing. Jalen Green, again, is like a guy who I think in four years is going to be scoring 25 a game. 100%. And it also depends on how you view Killian and where he's going to end up. That also dictates what you do here. But let me tell you something. I How we made our little joke about 
if we get Cade, I can't watch the Bucks anymore. Which, by the way, I didn't agree to. Which also, <laughs> by the way, shout out to the Bucks for being in the Eastern Conference Finals and beating the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, I will throw this out there. If they do what we're talking about, I will have a decision to make. Just because it's going to hurt me so much. Not because I don't like Jalen Green, but just because I just... But it comes down I'm to, s- like you just... I asked you how much do you trust Troy on a scale of 1 to 10. You know what the... I said 9.1. You know what the .9 is? He's been here less than... Well, he's been here a year. Yeah, I get it. And eventually there's going to be something. I've said this before. You're waiting for that when he finally slips up. When Troy Weaver finally does something that we go, I didn't love that. Didn't love that. Because retroactively, we can look at the Jaleel Okafor thing or, you know, whatever. What if you traded... We're going to find out a lot about Troy's confidence, which he seems like a very confident guy. But listen, all if he all he has to do is stay on pad at number one and take Cade Cunningham. If it doesn't work out, nobody's yelling at him. But if he moves back... There's a gamble of Cade being better than the player he took, or the player he took not being good, and then it, and, and, then, and I, then and then that's the the first time the franchise gets the number one pick in 51 years, the first time it moves up in the lottery. This pivotal point in the franchise's pivot toward relevancy, then it's it's scary, but it's scary if you're a fan. But it's also like you got to respect the hell out of a guy who's willing to do that. Yeah, I I remember you had mentioned something about how you want to see what happens when Troy dictates the board. And, uh, you know, you brought Troy on for a reason. He's a really strong talent evaluator. So if he does his job... And I think think even more so than when they hired him, they believe it. And I think even more so than when they brought him on, they they trust what Troy says. I mean, the guy had a great first draft. The guy saw stuff in Jeremy Grant that nobody else saw. And Mitch McGarry. I just worry a Listen, little bit. Listen, he was an OKC for 10 years. That was, <laughs> yeah, that was the 19th I'm pick. Kidding. Uh, yeah, his 19th pick here turned out to be a first-team all-rookie. Yep. Uh, which, is this our first episode since that happened? I think it is. Since Mitch McGarry got drafted? No. <laughs> <laughs> so obviously not what I was talking uh, about. Since all-rookie? I, I think so, yeah. yeah. I Sadiq think so. and Isaiah are... Sadiq all rookie first team, Isaiah all rookie second yep. team. To no surprise, of course. But I beat hey, I beat Shams on that, by the way. Get your boy. Did you? I I t- yeah, I tweeted about it before he did. So that's how did you awkward. tweet about it? Did you get did you see somebody else's tweet first? Shocking to me that you still to this day think I don't know the right people. I texted you today what you were wearing. Yeah, and because two hundred and shout out to Ari apart. Wagner. Oh, there's a um I need to shout out Um uh oh, James got a check from someone. Is this is an ad. Shout out to Patrick Parton. Mm. Uh, shout out to Patrick Parton. The a friend of shout out to Sean Windsor, a columnist at the Free Press. His son, I met him last weekend, um, and his friend Patrick Parton is a big, big, big BNC fan. And I told him I would shout Uh-oh. out. So shout out to Patrick Parton. Thank you for that. Sorry for this gloomy episode. You blame James for that. It's not gloomy. Uh, I, for you, I don't think you. Pistons, you know what? I, I'm I'm notoriously emotional. Explain and I why it's gloomy. All the time. Because you are with this is you are the same person who confidently were was ready to take Mobley over Cade a week and a half ago. You're the same person who got talk who talked himself into Green at number one. You're the same person who just wh- told me who tr- you believe you trust Troy nine out of ten. Why is gloomy? You're gonna get a great player either way. 
you hope if you trust Troy? Because I firmly believe that Cade Cunningham puts Detroit in a position where a year from now we're not only back but we are how do I how do I put this as delicate as I can before we so I don't go on a rant and we run out of time because we're already over the time that we wanted to do you like Memphis James like what Memphis is doing yeah draft kid cutting him what's the correlation Alrighty, ladies and gentlemen, are you, you comparing made it this far, John and Cade? No. What can he explain? Imagine, imagine if you put Brandon Clark, Jaron Jackson, and John Morant into a single basketball player. That's who you could draft the number one. Uh, Cade's, I think, the biggest question mark with Cade, and I've had scouts tell me this is they like Cade. They worry if he can. They worry about if he'll create separation in the NBA. He doesn't have to. He's massive. I, I mean, I, I agree. I, I'm, I'm, I mean, Luca. Luca's not. Luca's even slower than Cade. I don't. I don't worry about it. But there are people. questions. I, I. I just don't. I don't. I don't see Ja. Oh, I was totally kidding with that. Oh, okay. I just meant the Grizzlies thing. I just meant a super young team who drafts who drafted super well and then just accidentally their way into like a. Oh wow! Wait, we got pretty good pretty fast. That's really all that I mean by that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I was I don't I don't mean that Cade doesn't have to, you know, create separation. I just mean because of his frame, I feel like bully ball would be come pretty naturally to him. I also like look, I said get a top three pick and it's free. We got a top three pick and now I'm complaining about one of the guys that we could potentially draft over the other one. But it's because if you want to do this like one A, one B thing with Jalen Green and, and Cade I don't know. I can I just keep I just I, I, we'll I don't out. I got nothing else. I got nothing. Motown No Awards are gonna be on Thursday. You guys can ask James all the questions you want because we'll be doing a QA. Everybody should have gotten their Zoom link by now. I DM'd them all to you. Uh Motown No Awards Thursday night. It'll come out Friday morning. We're starting promptly at seven, so we are going to be starting at seven o'clock. Me and Nick will Eastern be time. me and Nick will be on here at six forty five trickling as people trickle in but we're starting right at seven yes um all right ladies and gentlemen i will be i'll be dressed i'll be wearing my suit james you don't have to do that i will but not I will be, be wearing that, my suit thank you yeah <laughs> all right ladies and gentlemen my suit's actually in my car which is totaled for a different day yeah uh thank you very very much shout out listening. to the person that hit my park car i appreciate you i just got a bag off you Hmm, we will catch you guys in the next one. Peace.